Welcome to Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I wanted to talk about understanding, I suppose, your strengths as a photographer and understanding the areas of your photography where you may want to improve in. So quite often whenever, you know, someone like a coach or a trainer starts working with someone, one of the first things they need to identify is finding out what the person's strengths are and what the areas they need improvement in because then they can tailor and concentrate on actually helping that person get to a, a level of where they want to be because obviously if you know where, you, where you're good at something, then you don't need to concentrate on that as much as something is maybe where you need some help. So I thought this episode might be a good subject to talk about. I know a lot of people sometimes, you know, I see many photographers in the groups and different things that I kind of work in who believe that they are weak photographers, but they actually have some really, really strong skills in photography. And sometimes they just don't recognize their own skill sets that they've got. And I think this is something that we all, you know, go for at times that we don't believe in ourselves as much as we probably should. So I thought, well, if you start really thinking about writing down a list of things you feel confident with, in, with photography, the things that you feel really confident, you know, if someone threw you into a, Free you in at the deep end in a particular situation where the parts that you know you could handle really well and then understanding the parts where you may struggle to be able to be confident in doing what you need to do as a photographer. So once you know these things, then you can actually work on building building up your skill sets in those other areas and helping yourself do things to help you overall as a you know become a better photographer unless you kind of have done this exercise and it's very difficult to know where to probably put your resources some people keep doing you know they keep working on something that they're already very good at and they probably don't need to keep kind of investing time or money into that area understanding that but there's other areas where they could be putting their time and efforts into to get better results and at the end of the day increase their skill set as a photographer so they ultimately become a better photographer from doing that so I said it's a very common practice in training and coaching um, to understand what you need to teach somebody you need to understand what it is that they need from you and what you know and then how you can tailor it and, and deliver that to that person as well so these are the things too that sometimes once you understand the areas that you might want to improve your photography in then you can start kind of doing some research and these days we're so blessed with having the internet because we've got all this information at our fingertips. You know, once we know what we're looking, you know, once we've identified what we're actually looking for, then it's just a matter of, of obviously searching and looking at material that might be on the internet. And it could be reading material, you know, it could be videos, tutorials, it could be a whole range of different things. And as we all learn differently for different people, that will mean going down different paths to get that information. So like I said, some people are very good at kind of, you know, reading the theory and reading stuff and then being able to put that into practice. Where other people need to kind of see those things in action. They need to see how that technique works or how to, how to improve that particular thing. So once they've seen it, then that helps them then be able to put it into practice. And again, like I said, we all learn differently. So it's going to be a different solution for each photographer to find the way to build their strengths in those areas of photography where they feel like they're 
not kind of you know hitting the mark as much as I'd like to. And look, for some people, they get to a point that their photography and they're totally happy with all the results they're getting. That's fine. If you are in a situation where you you're kind of happy with everything you do and there's no areas of really that you feel like is letting you down, then that's fantastic. That's great. But I know there are some photographers I talk to who do struggle with some aspects of photography and they they'd like to they'd like to be better at those those different things but sometimes like I said it's just hard working out exactly a strategy and a way to actually move forward to actually improve your skills in that area and like I said nothing beats kind of like I said giving yourself um, an exercise to sit down and actually write down all the things that you believe about your photography that is actually areas where you feel quite strong and confident and like I said if you use the exercise of thinking about you know, if you were thrown into a situation um, and you had to photograph something, what what would be your ideal situation? What would be the, you know, if someone had to put you on the spot and throw you into doing something, what would that be? What type of photo shoot would that be where you'd just go, yeah, great, this is fantastic, I know exactly what to do and jump in. And then think about the, the nightmare photography exercise where someone throws you into a, into something that you totally feel uncomfortable and that's going to identify those areas where you can work on your skill sets and the great thing about I suppose you know everything like photography it is about building experience and, and it's also very much a mind game as well so photography there's the there's the physical practical side of photography where you you know obviously need to be able to do certain things but there's also the head game which the head game of photography is interesting because this is what I see holds so many photographers back. They've got fantastic skills, um, they've got fantastic ideas, and then but they're too scared sometimes to execute it because something's telling them inside they're not good enough or it's not they're wasting their time doing it. But again, it's, once you understand, like I said, the how to approach something and how to get the right, I suppose, attitude to approaching a particular subject and not be worried about it. So one thing you need to think about too going into a shoot sometimes it's not the I mean it's normal for people to feel nervous quite often when you go into a shoot as well because sometimes you you're worried about things that might happen if the camera doesn't work properly or something doesn't work properly then you know it puts you on the spot and a lot of photographers will always be nervous for a shoot and this is not about lacking confidence or lacking ability I think it's just a basic human thing that we have is sometimes we quite often have these nerves and People have to learn to, I suppose, control that side of it. But I think everyone, like I said, I know myself, I go into a shoot or something. Quite often at the start of the shoot, I'm, I'm a bit anxious or a bit nervous. But once I get shooting, that all melts away and I'm kind of in the groove and I'm, you know, firing on all cylinders. And, and it just starts to, I suppose, you start to go on to autopilot to a degree and all the muscle memory kicks in and all the different things that you've learned over time all start, you know, working for you so again it's about i suppose understanding that head game about sometimes where it is that what's holding you back or whatever it is that's kind of i suppose making you feel like you're missing something with your photography and i think these days like i said earlier you know we're very lucky that we have all these resources available to us so the situation or the areas where you kind of feel like when you identify the areas where you need to strengthen your photography there is, like I said, so many other people have been there before you and there's so many things that people have put together 
to help people. And um, a lot of people, like I said, generally put up stuff just to, on the internet just purely to help um, a fellow photographer um, because maybe they were experiencing that and then they couldn't find a solution and they worked out a solution that worked for them or, or a technique that worked for them to help them manage different things. So again, I'd encourage you to go out and, you know, once you know the areas that you're trying to chase, then obviously look for look for um, solutions. Also, talk to, reach out and talk to other photographers around in your group because quite often if you've got a, if you're connected to a group of photographers, quite often people will be experiencing the same type of things. So it's just a matter of, like I said, sometimes talking to people and um, understanding. And I think that's one of the great things about sometimes when you do get the opportunity to meet up with other photographers in a in a group kind of setting, um, whether it be a social outing or whether it be you're out on a photo walk or something like that, be able just to talk to other photographers and pick their brains and talk about different areas and how they maybe how they deal with certain things. Again, quite often we can learn so much by just listening to people or, or just asking questions to people about different things they do and why they do it. Like if you see someone doing something, ask them why they why they do it that particular way. If you if that's not the way that you do it, just to find out what they think is the benefits of doing it that way because there may be a benefit. And quite often I've learned many a time I've learned something new where I've been doing something a particular way and then I've seen someone else do something um, different and then I'd say, why do you do that? And then they say, oh, well, I found this, this, this and this and I found this is, you know, I get a more consistent result or I find that this makes it easier and again, you can learn stuff all the time. So, you, and the thing about photography is, actually, I believe you never stop learning. You're always going to be learning new things with your photography. Every time you pick the camera up and go outside, or, or, or wherever you go to shoot, you're going to kind of maybe experience things that are slightly different to a previous time. And you might just learn that little, that one little thing that becomes really valuable to your photography in the end. So in this episode of Focus, talking about understanding where you are as a photographer, understanding what your strengths are, understanding what the areas you need to improve. And I've kind of avoided saying what your weaknesses are because I think if you can frame everything in a positive way, that's a much better way of doing it. So like I said, if you think about not where you're weak in photography, but think about the areas where you could improve in photography, I think that's a better a better mindset to have is it's like the glass half empty half full scenario is the glass half full or is it half empty like so it's it's kind of like again how you approach things sometimes will frame them how you'll react to them and how you'll actually be able to resolve those situations or work through those situations and again it's just a matter of applying that I suppose that mental attitude or getting the right mental attitude to help you with your photography and like I said, I just see so many photographers where they just don't believe enough in themselves, or they just don't believe their their photography is good enough, or you know, there's a lot of they believe there's a lot of flaws in their photography. And again, it's sometimes these things are not true because sometimes people just can't see that they actually have good ability and they have have good skills, but it just kind of doesn't it doesn't gel through because they haven't been able to, I suppose, have a way of measuring it. And like I said, sometimes you know putting stuff down on committing stuff to paper is still a kind of a really strong even in this digital world of of all the gadgets we've got sometimes just taking out a notepad and just writing down some stuff can be and then go back so you can read it 
um, over and over again. Sometimes that is really, really powerful. I mean, books, I don't think are ever going to kind of really disappear. I think like books, yes, books are moved into onto electronic platforms. So people are reading, you know, on Kindles and other devices and types of things. And, you know, people are also listening to books on like a podcast, like, you know, audio books. But I think the thing about sometimes writing down and recording your thoughts is still a really, a really powerful thing. And it's been used for all, you know, since the time of writing was invented, people committed stuff to print in some way, shape, or form. You know, whether it be you know, stone carvings in a in a cave where they chiselled in hieroglyphics into the cave wall and that type of stuff. And then, obviously, as techniques evolved, we moved to you know having materials that we could write onto and having materials that we could use to to write onto it. So again, it's like we've as humans, we've evolved around that whole idea of being recording information, and I think the you know the idea of why we record stuff too is it's it is partly too to help share it with people because why would you not why would you put information say in a cave that was so to share that with the fellow person who may come and inhabit that cave at some point? So again, it's like I said, we've just got that I suppose a a bit of an ingrained or a bit of a thing within the human human psyche that we just do like to record stuff and again it works really well like i said for understanding where you can be stronger where you can improve and where you can like i said shine as a photographer so on this episode like i said we're talking about the whole idea of of writing stuff down and understanding where you are as a photographer the other thing like i said for some photographers this may not be necessary they may not feel the need to actually do this exercise and that's fine as well because if you're at a point with your photography where you're totally comfortable across everything you do and it's doing and your photography is delivering everything you need it to deliver to you, that's fine. So don't feel like, oh, I need to go off and do this because someone said, oh, this is a good exercise to do. Again, every person listening out there is going to have a different, have a different situation, going to have a different set of parameters which they're working within which they then, like I said, will some of this stuff will resonate well for people and other people will just kind of say, Yeah, that was a part of my life, but I've moved past that now because I've built my I've built up some strength and I built up my I suppose my mental game towards photography and now like I'm in a really comfortable place. And I think that's where everyone wants to ultimately be. They want to get to a comfortable place with their photography. So basically they can pick up the camera at any stage and they can just go off and do it and not have too many dramas. And again, it's like I said, it just takes time. You know, there's a saying there that your first 10,000 photos will be your your worst. And once you kind of get to 10,001, you're going to have amazing photography. Although I think it's really hard to quantify and put a number on it and saying that, you know, your first 10,000 photos are going to be the hardest. I think for everyone it's going to be different because there's people I see who start photography and instantly kind of um, hit the ground running. And again, it's because they have some natural ability. And I think that's the thing if all all of us have different, I suppose, different natural abilities to do different things. And that's what, what, what I suppose makes us unique because, like I said, each photographer has a different set of strengths to the fellow photographer. And quite often you'll see people who will collaborate. And collaborations are really interesting because collaborations can work really well if you take two individuals that have strong skill sets in different areas and then they combine those 
their talents to create something that can make something truly amazing because now you've got this much broader base of skill. And I think that's why collaborations quite often happen because, like I said, people will, you know, you see sometimes like people will collaborate on a project like a book where someone can actually draw and illustrate really well um, and the other person's a great storyteller and can tell great stories. So quite often the two creatives can blend together to actually produce something really, really powerful and really, really uh, cool because, like I said, they've both got skills in different areas. But again, it's always about, I suppose it's it's about discovering stuff. It's really about discovering stuff about yourself as well because, you know, we go through this process, I suppose, of life, of doing different things, and sometimes we understand what we're doing and understand where we're, where we're at, and other times we kind of become a little bit lost. And I think it's always it's always good to kind of look at any, anything that can help you find direction and help you do what you want to do. Again, not everyone wants to get the same things out of photography. Everyone has a different, quite often has a different approach to things and have a different have a different outlook. And again, that's something that is totally cool. And that's, like I said, we're all kind of in that, we're all in, the, in this together, but we're all kind of doing it for different reasons as well. So, so I hope this has really probably got you thinking about maybe sitting down and trying to understand where you are as a photographer, if that's something that really interests you to do. And like I said, then go off and find resources and find things that can help you grow and um, become stronger as a photographer. If that again, if that's if that's an area that you want to pursue, you know, again, it's like everything. Quite often, people give advice, and there's lots of advice out there. There's also lots of opinions. So, so some of this stuff, you know, I'm talking about is, is based on my own opinions and my own experience. And it comes as, I suppose, a mixture of, of advice, opinions, and ideas. And all of them, I suppose, are there just thrown out there for people to, to consider. And again, I don't think we should always, you know, maybe always listen to one person's point of view. I think it's always good to get a, a kind of a rounded understanding of things so you if you get you know several points of view that sometimes then things will start to resonate with you so some of those points of view or some of those ideas will start to really resonate with you and you'll start to really I suppose chime in on those things that they really start to make sense to you and again that's about like I said just doing your research and and listening to people and I see sometimes like I said it's very easy for people new to photography quite often to be told by somebody, oh, you got to do this in a particular way. And, and they kind of take that person's information on board because they, oh, that person's been photographing for 20 years, so they must really know what they're, they're talking about. And for the main part, they probably do, but for some, of the, for some of the areas may not suit your style of photography or the type of photography you're doing. It just may not be relevant. So some of the ideas or some of the techniques and those type of things may not always be the best fit for what you do as a photographer and I think that's where you need to find that 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 best fit you find that thing that fits you as a photographer that helps you as a photographer and again like I said we quite often you know you, you go to a party and someone's sitting there and you just start talking about a subject and everyone will have a you know start to chime in on something and, and quite often you can have 10 people in a conversation all coming from a different place with that with that particular subject and that again that's the human mind how we can all kind of see things differently 
and we all kind of process stuff differently to the point where we all have a different point of view on stuff and for a lot of times there's good I suppose good relevance that people do have different points of view because sometimes there's, there's quite often more than one way to see the world which we do as photographers we all see the world differently as photographers that's something that we do really well because we all show the world from our perspective from our point of view from how we see things how things make us feel that we basically then that equates through into our photography and that's what we show people so whether it be you want to capture the beauty in the world you want to capture whatever it is that you're trying to capture you'll start to see that come through in people's photos that they're telling these stories and i know quite often and it's probably interesting for i suppose for people who maybe first starting out in photography to hear that the storytelling aspect of photography and i think that's one of photography's most powerful features that it allows us to tell a story without using words and i think that's really really I suppose one of the cool things about photography that we can tell so much to somebody conveyed in an image. And again, it's like I said, just understanding that part of photography and just understanding what it is about photography and storytelling and working out how you can tell your story using your photography and developing those skills. And they're skills, like I said, that develop over time. So sometimes you won't, you know, people don't always hit the mark with the storytelling from from day dot but as they kind of progress the photographer they start to understand the elements they need to include in a photograph to make it so when the viewer is looking at the photograph the photo you know the, the viewer can actually start to read the photograph and actually see what's actually happening and i suggest there is an exercise if you want to kind of understand a bit more about that side of photography start looking at some of the great photographers start looking at some of their work and have a and, and really but study their photographs for a period of time like you know, bring it up on your screen and sit there and look at it and look at all that all the aspects of the photograph look at it where everything's placed look at all the elements that are in there all the interactions that are happening and try and work out what you think the story is and then what you might think the story is may be different to what the photographer initially intended because we all kind of interpret stuff differently but quite often you might see that there's there's subtle cues in there or there's subtle things in there that help lead you down a particular way. And once you understand that by putting some type of things in a photograph or sometimes it's not the things that you put in the photograph, it's the actual things that you leave out of the photograph that can actually make them more powerful because that leaves the viewer wondering, oh, is this about this or is it about this or is it about this? And then people start making those both filling in the gaps and i think that's the interesting thing that we can quite often see photographs and when you're talking to somebody what they believe the meaning of the photograph is and someone else can have a completely different um, idea of what the photograph's about and quite often people will go oh i never thought of it like that like now now you mention it i can actually i see that and maybe that's what the photographer was intending that was maybe that was the intended message and again Powerful storytelling in photographs, I think, work better when the photograph is very simple. There's not too much information in there where you kind of keep it a very simple simple story without overcomplicating. And like I said, sometimes it's people tend to put too much information in. Sometimes it's better to leave some information out and let the, the viewer fill in the gaps. So I hope this episode of Focus has really got you thinking about, I suppose, where you are as a photographer and different, you know, 
I suppose, different parts of your skill sets and where you're really, really strong and where you can maybe look at trying to, I suppose, increase or improve areas of photography. And like I said, I just encourage you to um, just to just to kind of, I suppose, have a think about that for a little bit. And then, again, if it helps, fantastic. If it's not something that's going to help you, then that's also that's fine as well because, you know, we just have conversations quite often about stuff. And when we're having these conversations, like I said, that can sometimes just get people on a pathway to understanding something else about themselves so so again until next time enjoy your photography and i'll talk again real soon see ya